back today with another episode. I am here today with Sanai. Sanai is a singer, a songwriter, a Chicago creative superstar in the making from Uptown. And within a year and a half, she went to performing in basically backyard shows to Talia Hall and all these concert venues. And I was there. I was like, whoa, in the audience. <laughs> so welcome tonight. Hello. Happy to be here. Welcome, actually, to you. To me. Thank to you. The, to the casa. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. So was Medicated your first song to blow up, in a sense? Yeah. And what did it feel like when it hit that like million streams? Honestly, so Medicated, yeah, it was like the first one to blow up. I was living in Philly, so I wasn't in Chicago. It was quarantine, COVID, like peak COVID. It was like I dropped the guest room, the whole project that Medicated was on in like September 2020. Then it was like, you know, going slow, you feel me? So I had I had a little bit of an audience beforehand because I was in this group called Semi. And then I had like dropped some singles pr prior to the project, but the project was the first one that was like studio recorded and all that shit. And then I wasn't really like promoting it too crazy. I was just like streaming the music, yeah. And then my friend from high school like was really fucking with my shit and she had a TikTok that was like blowing up and she like, she just was off the love shit. And she like made a video and she was like, I love tonight. Tonight is great. And she just had my song in the in the like under the video type shit. Like it wasn't even saying like go stream this song. It was just like talking about me on some like love. And then some person in Brazil made a song huh? or made a vi bro. I don't even know if you've seen the video, but like she she was dyeing her hair to the song in Brazil, and just like was just dyeing her hair whatever. Like in literally like less than like. 15 hours that shit hit like 2 million views and i was like oh shit that's fire like wow and then it just didn't i didn't come to terms with it and then people were like hey tonight that's you that's you that's you and i was like what the fuck and then it was like the third day and it hit like 8 million and i was like what the hell this is just a girl dying her hair yeah, like that's what I'm saying. it was like no crazy <laughs> that's shit bro I, but like then i was like nah like and the numbers were like getting they were increasing a little bit i was like oh this this is cool and then like and then i came back to chicago and then people were like yo i listened to that song and i was like please stop talking about this in public like i don't want to talk about it and i was like i didn't know how to how to accept it and then i think later on like people were just showing more love but yeah it was crazy i still like to this day i still keep getting love from like all around the world for that song which is crazy over a hair dye video. Yeah, it seems like your song was just so cool that it made her dyeing her hair look really so cool, right? That's what I'm saying. It was it just elevated the whole video, really. Like the dye, she dyed it like bright pink too. I was like, yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. So tonight, it seems like you have this quality of being super focused and determined, but not like constipated by seriousness in a way. <laughs> Like a lot of people are. So, where does this come from? <laughs> I don't even know it. <laughs> Just constipated. Like, what? For real? Constipated. You gotta look at their face. They be like, what? <laughs> Honestly, bro. Like, who cares? That's like my motto. Like, I don't, they nobody cares. I don't care. You don't care. We don't care. But, like, I, w I went to a music school for, like, 15 years of my life. And, like, every like every show, perf performance, recital, anything was, like, really serious. So, like, reading off, reading notes and singing them really clearly or whatever. Or, like, smiling when you perform. And it was, it was like, serious, but it was cool because, I, I mean, the music school was dope. 
And then I think like, I don't know what triggered it, but I was like, I just, I observe a lot. And I think the biggest thing I've observed is like, you want people to not only enjoy the music that you're performing or enjoy the music that you're making, but enjoy the person that's making it. Like nobody wants to listen to a, a really good song, but know that it's made by a shitty human being. Not type me. Shit. Exactly. Cause I'm not going to press play if I know that you're a shitty person. So I don't know. I feel like I also just think that like, if you're yourself, like that gets you the, the furthest to where you need to be. Like, and in the least cocky way, I feel like when Caroline is a person that made that TikTok video that went viral, or the first video, um, the reason why she was like giving me my flowers and stuff was just because I was myself and I just stayed true to myself. And she was just like, "Tonight is real," and I was like, "Yeah." And then, you're like, "Yeah, that's correct." And then the rest is history. Yeah, and no, but for real though. But yeah, I feel like just being being who you are is where you go. Where you go, what makes you successful? You said. If I charge for how much I love, I would be a billionaire right now. Yeah. <laughs> so do you love really hard? And like, are you comparing your love to money? Because you think that people didn't value how much you gave. Like, what's going on? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, the quote where it's like, if I had a dollar for every time you said, no, 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 then I'd be a billionaire or like whatever they say. Um, That was like the idea I had when I wrote that. But actually the the whole like um the thing that inspired me writing that was like at the time I got really really I was like in a really horrible situation from like a shitty producer shitty engineer um shitty person um and I felt like I was very I extended myself a lot to that person um and I got literally zero nothing in return except getting all everything taken from me type shit and I was like damn bro like bro if I had all that shit, I would make so much money right now. And then I was like, actually, if I could get, if I could charge every single t thing I did to that person, I'd literally be a billionaire. And then I was like, oh, if I charge for how much I love, I'd be a billionaire. And then that was what triggered it. But really, it's just like being an empath and then just giving, giving, giving and expecting. Like, you know, the motto where it's like, um, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I overextend myself because I'm like, I want to be overextended too. And then I don't. And then I'm like, damn, I just overextended myself. But yeah, that's where it came from. But then you, you said I'm not a billionaire right now. <laughs> so do you intend to be a billionaire? Like, how do you feel about money? How rich is tonight really trying to get? <laughs> <laughs> of course I'd want to be a billionaire, bro. Like, <laughs> like duh. But bro, awesome. Real, like, really, like, serious note. I like I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I feel like the concept of money is really fucking is really stupid to me. I feel like like money is really dumb. Like damn, why can't I afford to have heat in my home cuz like you feel me or like why can't I afford to have like a healthy meal? Like why does it have to be more expensive or whatever? I feel like the concept of money is like it's stupid in America, but it's necessary in order for like things to happen or for you to become successful like i was talking to my sister about this yesterday and i was like bro i want to buy my auntie a house i want to buy my mom a house i want to pay off everything every form of debt in my family like i want to bring all my cousins to america like all these things where i can't do that without money and it sucks that that that's the case but that's the whole reason why i'm working hard you feel me like yeah so not that there's anything wrong with this, but it seems like a lot of your love songs are kind of like melancholy. 
Is that just your style? Or do you think there will be a day when you'll make a more joyful love song like, Damn, you're so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. I feel like... I feel like... I feel like... um, Yeah, I'm like so deeply in love that I feel like I'd be able to make a, a joyful love song. I just think sometimes joyful love songs are cheesy and corny, mm-hmm. like the way that people do it. Mm-hmm. Or like they make it seem like um, ca- too catering centered, where it's like it's not about um, receiving and giving love equally. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of my love songs were melancholy just because, yeah, that's my style. It's my swag, you know, sad shit. But I think, yeah, at some point I'll make a happy love song. Mm. Yeah. I think there are a few artists out there who are pretty good at making happy. Yeah, love songs. and kudos to them for real. <laughs> I take advice any any time they they're ready for it. But you know, this, it's just what comes naturally, I guess. But yeah. So sometimes you talk <clears throat> about having a lot of anxiety. I had really well. I still in certain situations it depends. It's, I could go on and on about this, but. I had really bad anxiety like two years ago for other reasons that I also don't really want to get into. But um, how does your anxiety manifest in your life and like what do you think might heal it over time? Um, I feel like, so my mom is a very anxious person, but she doesn't know that she's anxious. And like it's things where it's like, oh, the way that she taught us was like to be aware of like what you what you say or do to people or around people um and like then if you did it wrong like to make sure that you think that think about it and it's like why would you i don't know it's i don't know why it's like a natural tendency now but like i i was actually just writing about this and it's like you know like when you're in a room and then you say something and it kind of gets like silent or awkward and you're like damn did i just say like something that triggered somebody or whatever and then like you go home and you're like damn bro like (laughs) Did I really say that? Like, or did I, I really, and then, bro, like, once, it, bro, this is, like, so embarrassing, but I, oh, uh, actually, no, 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 I, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, actually, shout out Nina Tech, so, Nina, I texted, <laughs> no, it was, like, pre-peak, like, COVID, not COVID, it was, like, something, like, something was going around, and motherfuckers was not trying to touch each other, right, and I, like, I said, I gave, like, Nina a hug to say hello, and then I went home and I was like, damn, did I just do that unprovoked? Like, I should have asked for permission to do that. So I texted me and I was like, hey, bro, I'm sorry for t- hugging you. <laughs> like, why did I do that, bro? Like, I didn't need to do that. Or like, I don't know. I feel like. What did she say? What did she I say? I don't even know. I don't even think, I don't even think she responded. For <laughs> but, then, but then if she didn't respond, then I probably went to a dark oh, hole of like, why did she respond? But, like, I don't know. I feel like my anxiety is just really random. I have, like, oddly I, oddly enough, I do have social social anxiety and stuff. I think that sometimes there there are times where it's hard to read the room because the room is not readable. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yes. everyone has completely different vibes. So you're like, how am I supposed to, you know, go about this or whatever? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like over time just being more sure of myself and understanding that, like, not everything revolves around other people. And I think more and more and more or every day that goes on, I learn to be more selfish and to stop being affected by what other people think or how they could think or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. I hope it, I hope it goes away. Shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
prayers, prayers to that. So tell us about the People's Music School and like what experience this was like for you. Yeah, I love People's Music School. Love it, loved it. It was great. Um, I don't know if you know, but People's Music School is one of the only free music schools in the country. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep, yep. Real, real gangster cool. shit. But um, I li- so I lived in Uptown. Music school main location was in Uptown. It was only one one location at the time when I started, um, and I had two older siblings that were going there, and my parents waited in line outside to like register f- our like their kids type shit for like five days. Like they like waited. It was crazy, and then my mom and my dad like waited in line for days, and then we started there, and we like never stopped going. I th- like I don't know when we started. I think like two thousand four, or like really really early early in the 2000s and then I started with violin I was so bad at violin I was so so bad and then did piano yeah, for you like actually low-key yeah I feel like I have the discipline now but like you give a five-year-old a violin like you really think that I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> like you really think I'm gonna start like doing tricks and shit my sister was good as fuck at it though it was crazy but yeah I started with violin then I did piano for like eight years and then I did guitar for like four years or five years and then I did voice for the last I don't know how many years um until I graduated um but I love music school. I met, like, some of my greatest, closest friends ever there. Like, my really close friend, Mia Madrigal, she's a singer with me. She used to write compositions and sing with me, and we used to have gigs, like, where they just book myself and her. And um, a lot of the people that were in this group semi that I was in started at music school. I loved it. It was great vibes. Like, I, people have, like, some bad things to say about music schools. Like, oh, yeah, like, it was hell, bro. I hated going there. But, bro, I spent, like, eight days of a week, even though there's seven days. I still would spend, like, all my time there every day after school. If I needed to cry, mm. I would go to, like, my favorite person's office, Jennifer Kim Matsuzawa or Lily Torres. I have no complaints at all. It was awesome. So you wanted to make music from, like, an extremely early age. Uh, this happens sometimes with musicians, but little kids say they want to do a lot of stuff and end up like changing their mind about it. So why do you think music stayed with you? I don't know. I really don't know. You know what's crazy? Actually, hmm. so like I started out with like different dreams too, like really early before like I realized I really loved music, but I was like, I'm going to be a chef. I'm going to be, um, I was like, I want to, even, even then I was fuck 12, but I was like, I want to be an <laughs> officer that's not a police officer, but that does everything. Like, helps that, make yeah, like the opposite, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know, but that it was that, or really then music, um, people would like book the music school, like, like children's choir for like gigs and stuff. So like the roots booked us for house of blues in like 2009. And I was like, I don't even know how old I was, but I was, like, young as hell, walking around fucking House of Blues with, like, Questlove and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm having fucking, I don't know, or I was at, I don't know, crazy big-ass venues where I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So, I don't know. I feel like I was just inspired by other people. We'd have hella people come through the music school. We also didn't have, like, cable and shit, so it wasn't like I could watch TV all the time and be like, oh, I want to be a Disney Channel movie star. So I was like... (laughs) I'm gonna be a superstar. <laughs> so in Glory to Glory, you say my mom, my mama don't know me. Well, damn, even I don't know me, <laughs> and I think this is really profound. Yes, <laughs> because 
every human is constantly like a changing process that can be defined. When did you realize that no one truly knows you? Maybe not even yourself. Mm, when did I realize? Honestly, like, I, I like in high school, I went to a predominantly white high school. It was like 98% white, 2% black. Um, and I was like, bro, culture. It, I mean, it was, of course, culture shock because I went to a 99% black middle school. So I went from like, literally black to white literally and like (laughs) but like but literally it was like that big of a change and I didn't know how to act because it wasn't like it like I feel like the greatest like lesson I could like learn was like real life and I was like bro I don't even know how to act because it's like do I act like them or do I act more like myself do I fit this stereotype that they're giving to me do I oppose it do I like it it was like a, a a huge struggle and I feel like that kind of formed this weird like chameleon thing in my brain where like I have to like conform to whoever I'm around or like what env- whatever environments Primal I'm in. Primal human shit that we do. No, for real. Like it's crazy. Like you can be around like really negative people and become negative. You can be around really positive people and become positive. And that like I feel like triggered it. And then I, f- I don't know at what point, but I was like like all my friends didn't all my OG, like original friends wasn't fucking with me off the like bro who are you and then i was like bro i don't even know who i am like damn and like my mom is like an immigrant mother who's like she used to be like this is not you tonight like whenever we would argue she'd be like this is not you i'm like then who am i <laughs> and i'm like for real like can you please tell me like i really don't That's know facts. like genuinely but i don't know i feel like it's just like an identity thing that i just couldn't i just had a hard time growing into like understanding myself um I feel like now I'm learning enough about myself to know what I like, um, to know what I don't like, to know what I can tolerate and not tolerate. Um, but yeah, I feel like prime, prim, primi- primarily in high school, I was like, bro, who am I? What do I do? What is life? When defining your personal sound, you use a bunch of genres like oh, R&B, soul, hip hop, to describe it. But it's really the sound is just like what you make it. So how how do you feel about defining your style because i feel like you're trying to define it using those words but it's like half ass <laughs> yeah i don't know man i'm just also still trying to figure that out <laughs> like i don't really know because honestly like when i first started really doing music like recording music i, my, I had goals to be like i want to be the biggest change in the industry like i want to be the first of everything like i really wanted to be like the first the first to do like I really like that feeling of like being the first to do it you know and like I was like damn everybody's doing all this shit right now like how can I get it ahead and I was like I can do a lot of things like I've done enough music school and I've worked with many different types of people where I can I can dip my toes in any genre and be able to be become like a master of it type shit and that not in a cocky way but like on some like being able to be versatile yeah so I don't know like being versatile I feel like you can't put into one one box and like that's why i'm like i don't know uh, if you if you give me a a trap beat i'll rap on it if you give me a r&b beat i'll sing a song on it if you you know what i'm saying like that's why i have a hard time really putting myself in those things i still feel like yeah like i don't know I i feel like it's just versatility type shit it seems like you used to be a really big fan of go puff so like what's up with go puff Damn, well, I used to work for GoPuff, so I just got paid to do those things. Really? Yeah. Are you dead ass? Dead serious. GoPuff is, like, prim- is like located in Philadelphia. 
Oh, you just work for them, and so you're just like being a GoPuff ambassador. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that answers that question. <laughs> There you go. So, <laughs> um, you went to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like what? What? Why? <laughs> um, I went to the Grammys. Yeah, I did go to the Grammys. Um, there's this band called Thir- Third Coast Percussion. They're like a percussion ensemble, um, and they used to come to the music school all the time. And they used to like collaborate with artists and singers and whatever in the music school. So they used to do like um, like master classes or collaboration videos or whatever um so they were like cool as hell with like a lot of the like older kids at the music school or like the um like advanced musicians type shit and um so we were acquainted and then my mentor jennifer kim matsuzawa who's the ceo or yeah she was like the ceo and president of the music school Um, always stayed connected with Third Coast Percussion. And then they were nominated. Do you remember that Chicago Reader thing where everyone was, like, nominated in Chicago for, like, best producer, best mm-hmm. whatever? They were nominated for, um, like, best percussion ensemble. And then they won. And, like, I don't know how, but, like, we just got reconnected again. And then they were like, hey, we have an extra ticket to the Grammys. And then I went with them to the Grammys. And it was great. And then, Yeah. They were nominated for like three Grammys. Didn't win, but one in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was fun. It was, it was cool vibes. What are your favorite parts about performing? You're really good at performing really? and moving a crowd. At least in my opinion, I, I I've seen a lot of people do it right. So how do you perform the way you perform? I don't know. I I was thinking about this <clears throat> at the at Talia Hall. You were there. I was like. I really, I feel like I didn't have that much time to prepare, and I wasn't really nervous. I was more just, like, nervous about sound or, like, like little stuff, but I wasn't, I don't really have stage fright, like, at all, and, like, I think I, that's a part of, like, coming from the music school where we had recitals, like, every other month, like, had to practice crowd and audience, like, engagement, um, but really it wasn't like, like, if I was performing a song at a music school recital, like, I wasn't as interactive. It was more like I needed to have the crowd focus on me type shit and like i feel like i was able to that was just like i don't know how that happens now i don't i st- i don't know what what it does i'm like a witch or whatever but like it just happens and i think with being comfortable on stage like talia hall bro i keep thinking about it and that's my anxiety i'm like damn bro i, I really treated that like it was just like a fucking like play date or whatever <laughs> running around on stage like why was i doing that bro but like (laughs) yeah it was fun that's what that's the way i treat it i feel like um yeah like stage presence like i I, when i watch other performers like i learn a lot and i'm like very very observant like oh this works this doesn't work this works this doesn't work and i think the best part of being a performer is like making everyone feel like they're included and not like creating this like like hierarchy i feel like some performers have a tendency to be like i'm above you like physically like literally on the stage but it's also like you are here for me yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, i i think i i try not to make it like that where like you're here for me mm-hmm. like i want to make it like we are here for each other like you know what i'm saying but that's great yeah so i feel like fun. most artists get into music because they want that feeling of yeah. you're here for it's me like, ah. <laughs> like, no for real but I, i honestly it's more like it's more like it's not like evil laugh but it's more like very energizing like i always have fun like on stage i'm like 
bro, like when I got off stage at Talia Hall, I was just screaming because it was just so exhilarating. I was like, ah. It's only been basically like damn near a year and a half since you were performing in those backyard shows. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to have like the past like year and a half, two years for you to have come this far and do what you're doing? And where is tonight? Where does tonight want to go? What's next? And how can people help support you? Bro, like, the word is blessed, bro. Like, that's that's all. That's all. I feel like I didn't mention it enough, but, um, like, when I was in high school, other than, like, writing music at music school, I was in this group called Semi, um, and it was, like, a lot of people from Northside, actually. And then I was, like, one of the only people that went <laughs> from my school that was in Semi, but I knew the other people that were in it because they were in music school and whatever. Um, and I was, like... I would link up with them before I had classes or after I had music school classes or whatever. Um, and we would just be freestyling on a mic. And that was for a good, like, three years. Um, and, like, it was very, like, chill. Like, we just had some friends listening to our music, whatever. And, like, after that, I feel like when quarantine hit, I was like, this is when I, when I can be more independent. And I, like, asserted it a little more. And then I don't know how, bro, but, like, once I got back, it was, like, April 2021, I was fully back into Chicago, in Chicago again and then I was like working with these people that like don't need to be mentioned but I was with them for like a good like four or five months where like all my energy was just gone and drained away and I was like at complete rock bottom like I was like no no more music I hate this shit and then somebody hit me up to do like a back a backyard show but it was like a festival called we outside um that was 2021 and that was like the first first real show that I ever had for real, like ever. And like I was just doing it by myself. Preem was the DJ, but I didn't know Preem very yay, well. Yay, but bro, that was like the first time I met Preem, and he was like booked by. Well, it was crazy, oh. but um, and like the guys were there, like Sunny, Kari, Nate were there, just on some like love shit. Um, and then after that, it was like the the series of back backyard shows that Pilsen and shit. And like, no, 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 like the transition went from like. Backyard, Pilsen Art House, Backyard, Lumber Studios, Fortune House Show, then Metro with Jamila Wiz, The Mind, and Matt Muse, and, Hate Sun and Sunny, and then, then like, the next, literally this in 2022, like, like it's crazy, like, February I did Shubas, then June I did Lincoln Hall twice, I think, and then July I did WNBA, then Lincoln Hall, then Silver Room, and, like, all of that shit was, like, and it was just back to back to back to back. And it was great. It was a little exhausting, but it was, like, positively exhausting. Like, it felt good that I was tired because I was like, this is what I've been dreaming of. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And then after that, I was just, like, complete hiatus. No shows. No nothing. I wasn't working on music. I felt like I lost my motivation. But I feel like for 2023, bro, like, the future is bright. Um, I, I see myself being more consistent. Um, I'm holding myself accountable more. I feel like I'm starting to, like, um, separate myself from personal relationships better. I feel like I'm not becoming too attached to people anymore, which feels good because I feel like being attached to people created this weight on me that I didn't need to have, and it was exhausting. But I don't know. I f the future is bright. 2023 is going to be amazing. Um, the beats are going to be fire. Um, sounds are going to be cool. I, I see a lot more shows, more interesting collaborations. Um, coming out to shows is like the best way of supporting and streaming the music and showing love and staying positive and not being a hater um and loving yourself 
and enjoying your time alone. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome.